Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast. You're joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. And if this is your first time tuning in to the podcast, this is a podcast where we both assign each other a piece of content at the end of the episode, and then the following week we engage with that content, whether it is a movie, show, book, or video game, sometimes a podcast. We did that once. Um, <laughs> and then we talk about it during the episode, so... Later, we're going to be talking about the two pieces of content in the title, Mm -hmm. which, if you read the title, should be dope, and the Transformers, the movie Mm -hmm. from 1986. Yes. And we apologize. We skipped a week. That was because we both just needed a break. (laughs) Yeah, we just, yeah, no, we just needed a break. We needed a chance to do some other things that we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it had to do with the fact that I signed the Transformers movie and you didn't want to watch it. But, it wasn't. It mm. wasn't. It's, I was just tired. <laughs> yeah. I was just tired and I like wasn't interested in either of our movies. Like I was just like, I just don't want to. <laughs> and so at the time. Yeah. I was excited this week to watch them. But no, I mean, that, you- yeah, last week I was just like, I just need a, bur- I think I just am burnt out. I need a break. Yeah, I th- no, I think when you brought it up, I was a little relieved. I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Um, yes, like please. It took you that. a minute to come. I know. At to first, it. I was you like, like oh, I don't know. But the people don't know that we're taking a break. I was like, and then tell like, them what people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that too. I was like, what people? Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, the people listening to this are the ones that are like, oh yeah, well, there was a, a hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a week. Yeah. No, it was just one week, but yeah, we needed we needed a little time to just like relax a little bit, yeah. do something else, which ended up for me looking like spending a whole weekend playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which was also like got me burnt out on that. So mm-hmm. I, I think any too much of any one thing uh, can really for somebody who's get burnt you. out, you're sure playing it still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I think on Monday I was like, yeah, I can't. I gotta like cool it with this game, and that looked like taking a day off. Because <laughs> I think come Tuesday I was like back up and at it again. But I mean, even playing it this weekend, I've played it, you know, a good amount this weekend, and I'm just kind of feeling like uh, the magic has kind of worn off. The I know kind of everything to expect at this point. I still have one of the four temples left to do in like a corner of the map but i'm really just trying to clear out everything else before i get there and yeah i'm kind of at a point where i'm like there's not much new to see i'm just kind of running chores around this big map trying to just you know clear all the dots you know find all the shrines fill out the whole underground section um, go to any you know sky section that's got me all intrigued because I still haven't been there and it looks a little different. But like for the most part, or or I gotta kill I gotta kill these like three headed dragons. I haven't killed a single three headed dragon. Um, but anyway, for the most part, with that game, I'm kind of yeah I'm at the point where I'm like what what more is left that can make me go wow because I think I've seen it all. Um, yeah, there's my little. Two two week update on <laughs> Zelda. I'm hoping to finish it soon. I mean, but also no rush. I mean, the new Final Fantasy game comes out this Thursday, and I'm really excited for that. I'll probably devote more time towards that than playing Zelda. But it's nice to have Zelda in the background because it's something that I can just sit and play 
whenever um, if I need to fill the time and it's on the switch so I can play it, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I played a little Street Fighter, but not too much. Not enough to comment on. What's new with you? Mm, not much. <laughs> I think part of why I was glad to have a break is I spent last weekend with my bestie girl. Um, shout outs to Ashley. So that was really fun just to like get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like afraid that I'm going to spend the whole summer just in a house and I don't want to. I want to make sure I'm like enjoying the beautiful weather, enjoying where we are. Yeah. So it was really nice to go and explore and like just be out. We like sat at a park and just talked. And it was so nice. Um, other than that, not too much stuff I'm engaging with. I'm still not reading. I still have not finished this book that I was hoping to finish by this week. Um, so we'll see if I finish that next week. Okay. Um, have been like playing Disney Dreamlight Valley here and there yeah kind of like whenever I just like don't want to read <laughs> um and then started crocheting that yeah. was fun that was my weekend thing you made you made a little weekend. mushroom today. I did I named her Gemma yeah yep she's over there she's, oh <laughs> she's shown her off she's like just off camera you can follow me at cozy constellation on Instagram and see her the cozy constellation the cozy constellation all one word yes um but yeah I love I love tasks that involve my hands which I think is why I love Lego so much mm. um because I love like not looking at a screen just like fiddling with things moving things and like my friend Ashley had taught me how to um knit a while back I have forgotten I knit it like one scarf and that was it <laughs> but um I liked the repetitiveness of it and like just like what is it muscle memory Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh I want to pick up crocheting things it's like crochet things are just so cute so I was like I want to try and learn it it is so freaking hard at first it's like you basically are learning another language Mm -hmm. there's so many like little acronyms for like the different types of stitches and I was like I don't know what this means I don't know what any of this means um but once I got it I got it and I was like okay I see what to do here now. I understand. I can do it. <laughs> I can appreciate it. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't think there's space in my brain for <laughs> that skill. Yeah. I mean, that one little mushroom. Granted, I started over like a million times yesterday. So I started it yesterday. First time ever crocheting anything. It went terribly for like the first four attempts. Mm-hmm. No, first three attempts. Fourth attempt, I was like, I think like something like click. It was like a switch. And I was like, oh, I see what I'm doing wrong. I know what to do. And so then that mushroom, it took me, I don't know, hours <laughs> to make that one mushroom. And it's like, yeah. it's like this big. It's yeah, not it huge. It looks great. It's a, it's a little this lumpy. This big is in like, what, six, six inches, five inches? I don't know. Yeah. It's a little lumpy. She's a little lopsided. But I mean, what mushroom is perfect, you know? You go out into the world. True. They're I mean, all... You're never going to find a perfect mushroom out there. Yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're all, they all look different. They all yeah. have their characteristics. So, yeah, I love her. And I handmade her. I want to get good at it and, like, act, like, make toys for my niece and our future children. Like, yeah, I don't know. 
someone someone messaged me shout outs to Nayeli she was like that's so cute if you sell them I will buy them all I was like I am not <laughs> because I have no clue what I'm doing <laughs> I was like I mean you could if you I do need it to enough, get better I mean like if because I imagine starting out you'd probably just be making like something that somebody else yeah, has made kits. yeah right um, but if you do it enough and you learn enough and you make your own original stuff, you could very much yeah. sell that very yeah. well sell that. Definitely. Yeah. We'll Something see. to think about. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to monetize all my hobbies, you know, some stuff is just yeah. for the fun of it. I mean, I would say all of my hobbies are for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, I realize yet to monetize <laughs> any of them. I realize when I do monetize a hobby, I like I burn out like that's what happened with I used to draw a lot and I loved drawing it was so fun and I started making stickers and I would like sell the stickers and then people started asking me for commissions which is like wild because I'm I'm not that great of a artist <laughs> I just like I just like to doodle I liked your stickers I, I was Thank one of those you. people that bought your stickers yeah but I started getting like people being like oh can you draw me this oh can you draw me this oh can you draw me this and I hated it and mm. it like made me hate drawing and i like i have not drawn since you haven't really drawn anything <laughs> since then yeah, yeah and, and it just, every time i ask you or it's tell you oh yeah you're a great drawer you should draw this you're like i'm like no i hate no, it don't yeah, talk to me about I'm, it i'm not a good drawer I, i'm not like drawing. i'm not i'm yeah. really not compared to all the artists out there no, you are a good drawer you are no you are a good drawer don't sell yourself short i don't feel that i am but i i like i like to doodle but yeah, no, it like it really ruined things for me, and mm. I just like still I still can't pick it up and like draw. I think I drew something a month ago, mm -hmm. and then I was like, "Oh yeah, drawing," <laughs> and then I didn't draw again after that. So yeah, so I I get worried about when I pick up a hobby, and someone's like, "Oh, you should like start selling it, or you should do that." I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough, like, when you have any hobby and you're, like, posting about it. Yeah. If people start telling you, like, oh, you should do this or yeah, you should do that, then yeah. it's, it gets kind of like, oh, I'm not trying to take this that seriously. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, I appreciate it. This was not to, like, <laughs> be, like, shaming beautiful Nayeli for what she said. Oh, no. no, no, no. I absolutely appreciate it. It makes me happy that someone, like, enjoys it enough to be like oh my gosh if you make this like i want to support i want to like buy it yeah. that's awesome well it's a way of showing yeah. love towards yeah. that person like hey you make this thing if you want to sell it i yeah. support that yeah you know for sure nothing wrong with that yeah but we'll see maybe i do end up selling it <laughs> selling stuff once i get better definitely when i get better not now yeah not one day into <laughs> learning how to crochet for sure, yeah, you are getting ahead, already getting ahead, but I know. yeah, but yeah, but other than that, that's all that's really going on. Just trying to figure out. I have so many hobbies. Trying to figure out like which one is like I'm in the mood for. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, like I, I like writing reviews. Apparently, not right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> long pause yep anyway let's go ahead and jump into our content okay that sounds good i believe first this week is dope 
Uh, so, all right, you signed me this. It's called Dope. It came out in 2015. Uh, it's a movie, and it stars Shameek Moore. Um, I have two things here. I have, so I have a short summary, which is like really just a whole lot of nothing. Like it's it's barely anything. And then I have like a longer summary that I could read. That is entirely too long. <laughs> okay, that's what you said about How to Train Your Dragon, but then it ended up being great. So That is a whole essay. No, okay. Speaking-wise, it would not take that long. The fact that it's all written, honestly, makes it like you can give me 10 minutes and it'd be done. I don't think there's that much to this movie. Give your short summary. and then I'm we'll... not going to give the short summary. I'm going oh, to read the long one. Okay. Okay. So, Shamik Moore stars as Malcolm. That's correct, right? I don't know. Is his name Malcolm? I don't remember. All right. Well, we're going with Malcolm. I'm pretty sure it's Malcolm. Shamik Moore stars as Malcolm. He's a bright teenager in his senior year of high school living in Inglewood, California. And him and his friends are obsessed with the 90s, claiming it's the golden age of hip hop. Which it is. And yeah, that's In true. My opinion. They are. That's <laughs> true. So they're a band of nerds, literally, because they even have their own band. And if they keep things up as they're going, they'll have bright futures ahead of them. Uh, Malcolm's career counselor or guidance counselor at high school, at his high school, even sets him up with a Harvard alumni interview with one Austin Jacoby. So. You know, their biggest struggles really are just staying out of trouble from bullies in school and uh, drug dealers in their local neighborhood. Just a side note. Sorry, I'm backtracking. (laughs) The name of their band is Oreo, which I both love and hate. I love because it's like reclaiming this term that like is so offensive. And a term. Oreo? Yeah. I mean, not in like. Please explain because (laughs) I have zero context for, for this. Okay. When you are a black person mm-hmm. who enjoys things that aren't that people claim are not black, oh. then oftentimes you get called an Oreo. And it's like something that's really dumb and stupid because it's like, well, what is what is what are black things, you know? Like mm. it creates it basically like reaffirms a stereotype of like what a black person does or behaves like or likes. And so as a person like myself, like being in high school and it's like if I like I liked the show New Girl and so like people would be like oh that's such a white thing like you're an Oreo or whatever and it's like what (laughs) like why can't a black person like New Girl or like black people into anime and like now it's like I feel like a more like prevalent thing because of the internet but like before the internet like a black person liking anime that's a that's weird that's not a black person thing like Mm -hmm. so I love that their band is named Oreo because it's like reclaiming it. And that's the whole, he talks about that. He's like, you know, we like these things and we do these things. And so like, we don't fit in with this group or that group. We're kind of just like on our own. Mm-hmm. But I also hate it because it's triggering. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, they spell it like A-W-R-E-O-H. Yeah. Like Oreo, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if that. Uh, I mean, I don't know the significance of the spelling, but I think, it, yeah, <laughs> just for the sake of spelling it differently, I guess. Yeah, but I thought it was clever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, they have they do have a band, and it is called Oreo. Uh, so their biggest struggle is, uh, yeah, staying out of trouble from bullies in school and drug dealers in their local neighborhood. One day on the way home. Malcolm is stopped by Dom, who's one of the local drug dealers, who's played by ASAP Rocky, who asks 
Malcolm to go down the street and deliver a message to this young woman named Nakia, who is played by Zoe Kravitz, and to tell her that he wants to talk to her. So, you know, all because Dom is spitting some game at her, and she kind of is, but kind of isn't having it. So, Malcolm gives her the message, takes her message back to Dom. They go back and forth. Dom says, all right, we'll just tell her... I'm having a birthday party at the club and I want her to come. And so when Malcolm tells Nakia, oh yeah, he's having a birthday party at this club. She's like, okay, I'll go if you save me a dance. And Malcolm is like, what? I'm just some high school kid. So he gets home to tell his friends that she said that. And they're like, dude, we got to go to the club. So like, you know, she wants you, boy. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was the dumbest thing I ever said. But they're like, she wants you, man. Um, so he reluctantly, like, they try to go to get into the club, uh, him and his friends, and since they're, since he's like a weird nerd kid, he brings his backpack with him. Um, Dumb. I'm gonna get back on that. I'm surprised they even let him bring a backpack. I, backpack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on this backpack, <laughs> uh, backpack thing. Um, it's, it's in my notes for later. Uh, so they get to the club. They can't get in because they're underage. Then Dom lets them in because it's his birthday. Uh, Malcolm dances with, with Nakia. Dom swoops. Uh, yeah, Dom swoops her up. Then Dom is having a drug exchange in the back room. But a rival gang comes and a battle plays out. But then the cops come. Now everybody's running. The whole thing is turning into a scene. Dom finds Michael's Malcolm's goodness. Ugh. Gotta slow down. Dom finds Malcolm's backpack, gives it to him, tells him to run. Malcolm helps up Nakia. Then she takes both of them home, and they're a little flirty in the car. He, you know, he's like not like the others and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the next day, he goes to school, and the security guard. He's got his backpack with him that he had the previous night. The security guard's dog is popping off at him, but the guard knows, like, hey, Malcolm's a good, innocent kid, so, like, you know, my dog must be malfunctioning or something. (laughs) (laughs) So he lets him go by. Well, when he opens up his bag later on, he finds out that all of the drugs from that deal and a gun are literally in his backpack. And it turns out that Dom had stashed it in his backpack before he gave it back to him. So he's freaking out. And Malcolm and his friends are freaking out. Uh, And then, like, the phone rings. And I'm not even sure whose phone that is. Is it a phone that's in the backpack? I think the person who put the the drugs in the backpack also put that phone in the backpack. Okay. But then a man calls that phone. and Probably a burner phone. Okay, sure. It's a burner phone. But this man knows that it's Malcolm on the phone, which is weird to me that he would be able to know that because the man is like, you know, I've got find my iPhone. So I know you're at this location. This is a kid named Malcolm. You've got the drugs that, you know, I'm supposed to get these drugs uh, for Dom. Unless somebody who was a part of their like group told it like the, like nobody, nobody, but because when we see it go back, when we run it back, we see that Dom put the drugs in the backpack, but then Dom, Dom gets arrested. So the only person that should know that the drugs are in the backpack is Dom. So yeah, I don't know. This part is kind of like weird to me. Um, but anyway, this guy is like, yeah, I get the like I've got the. You're supposed to give me the drugs. I'll be in a red Impala. I'll pick them up after school. And Malcolm's like, all right, cool, easy. I can get rid of these drugs, no problem. 
And then at the end of school, he's going to go do just that. But then he gets a call from Dom, and Dom is in jail. And he says, yo, someone snitched. Whoever whoever you are about to give the drugs to is probably the snitch, and he's probably going to kill you. So take the drugs to my guy, AJ, who, and he gives him this address where AJ is supposed to be, and it's in Ladera Heights. And Malcolm and his friends run from the Red Impala and the, whoever is in that car. And a pursuit begins and, you know, all of that happens. Eventually, they get to the house and a young man answers. And he says, oh, AJ, who you're looking for, is my dad and will be back later. So they decide they're going to hang out because there's also a very attractive woman named Lily played by Chanel Iman there and she's rocking very minimal clothing at the moment (laughs) and she wants them to know that so they're like yeah we'll hang out uh malcolm's friends are hanging out with the guy and malcolm is kind of shooting his shot at lily and she's a bit wild and she does the drugs and then he comes to realize that his interview with austin jacoby the harvard alumni is today so he's like okay i gotta get out of here and lily's like i'll drive (laughs) and she's on drugs he's so dumb he is so dumb yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like just run (laughs) just catch the bus just like call a cab so she's driving she's crashing into everything and then at one point she's like i gotta pee and she runs out of the car and then she like pees in public and he's like uh, i don't have like time a to- starbucks but they obviously can't use starbucks so yeah, it's, it's like, like a seven, seven bucks, bucks <laughs> coffee yeah i thought that was a reference to the rocks um production company because he's got a production company called like seven bucks production um i feel like that would be i don't think such it is a weird time no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't I think, think it's just is. because it's like s seven mm-hmm. bucks starbucks anyway um so he just takes the car and goes to the interview which like no ramifications for that, but like, yeah, oh, we'll get back to it. Um, at the interview, he meets Austin Jacoby and he's looking at some picture or he's in his office waiting for Austin Jacoby. And he's looking at the pictures in Austin Jacoby's office and he realizes he sees pictures of the two of Lily and that other guy in this guy's office and he realizes that the AJ that he was supposed to meet is Austin Jacoby, AJ. Um, And Malcolm is like, he meets Austin Jacoby and he's like, "Uh, you know, Dom, he told me to give you this package and I have it for you. And speaking in code, Austin Jacoby, AKA AJ, tells him in code, basically, well, my drug dealer Dom is now in jail and now I need you to go sell these drugs for me in a few weeks' time. Let's, quote-unquote, reschedule this interview and if you can sell those drugs, I'll get you into Harvard. It, but it's all in code. Um, and he, he talks like yeah, this. It's like a whisper the whole time. And I'm like, what are you... Who... Who directed him to speak like that? <laughs> he is a weird man. He's so strange. <laughs> uh, and then this next part, I can just breeze through because it's really quite simple. Uh, Malcolm and his friends, being as smart as they are, use the powers of social media, Bitcoin, and the dark web, dark web, to sell the drugs. Uh, and then, with the help of the dude from Workaholics, from the help of Blake <laughs> Anderson from Workaholics, literally love him. Uh, and then. 
you know, they get Bitcoin, they get money, they go back to, or Malcolm goes back to AJ for his interview weeks later, and he says, hey, uh, we were successful, we got you the money, we got you some Bitcoin too, it's all in your account because we hacked you, and um, yeah, here you go, it's yours, I'm done. And AJ is impressed. And then uh, Malcolm gets into Harvard and maybe Nakia is taking a liking to him. And that's the end. I feel like that at the end, though, like even though he like makes the money for AJ, he kind of like sets he a grew. trap as well. Oh, yeah. Because he's-, he's like, if you try and like change your Bitcoin to money or whatever, there's a chance you could get tracked and like. Right, but you'd like have you have to be, to be really real careful. Stupid. Yeah, or like yeah, you'd be really. It'd have to be pretty intentional for you to get tracked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like was that like a dig at him of like you made me do this and I'm like upset at you for making me do this. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that last part is honestly like the last third of the movie, but I felt like I could really just breeze through it because it's they don't really struggle to they don't struggle through that. Mm-mm. really at all and so i didn't really feel like there was anything really noteworthy to bring up as far as like the overall structure of the story it's just like they 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 meet up with blake anderson mm-hmm. he's like all right i'll connect you they then decide to have a party yeah. and their band plays their band is super popular then everybody's like hey we love these drugs we're gonna call these drugs mm-hmm. lily because her peeing in public earlier in the movie mm-hmm on these very drugs yeah. like went viral so they're like oh we're all doing lily um, i mean i think where the tension is is like one they're they decide to s- like use the school as their place to like package the drugs and that's everything right. that's right and so there's the tension of okay if he gets caught that there goes like his chances of getting at harvard like he's such a yeah. good kid like you don't you don't want something bad to happen to him but also the stress of all this is like making him like it's like changing who he is, and that's there's, true. There's a point where Lakeith Stanfield 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 is in in yeah. this movie, and he's kind of like a bully, and he like keeps messing with Malcolm. And at one point, they have all this money in a bag because they had transferred the Bitcoin to like real money, and so they had all this money. And Lakeith takes it, and Malcolm like pulls a gun out on him. Yeah. And it's like this really like scary moment because you're like, this is not him. Like you don't want him to do this. And, and like Keith is like, whatever, man, like I'm leaving, like yeah. no need to do that. And then his friends are just kind of like, are you okay? Because it's like, this is not you. And like, you've been put in this position where like you're having yeah. to do this. He like had to do that. That was yeah. like a big moment because yeah. you know, yeah. Like Keith is just, yeah, just messing with him. He's like, I literally, like, my future depends on that money. Mm-hmm. So I do not care. I am pulling this gun on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lakeith gives it back to him. Mm-hmm. Big growth moment. There's also, like, a moment where they get the money. And there's, like, this whole, I don't know, metaphor about a bag and whether it's fake or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember it very well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, you're right. There was a lot there. I guess when I was writing my summary earlier, I just kind of was like, yeah, I didn't really struggle through this part. He just kind of <laughs> then went and did it. And that was it, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically the movie. I mean, Nakia, he asked, Nakia Zoe Kravitz's character, he like asks her to prom and she's like, I didn't go to my prom, but I was upset that I didn't go to Six Flags the next day. And she kind of like stands 
him up to his prom, but then he ends up just like meeting up with her and she's like, I didn't care about not going to prom. I cared about Six Flags. So she like kisses him on the cheek and it's like, we're going to Six Flags tomorrow. And then, you know, he gets into Hartford and it's like, woo. He also shaved his hair. Did he get into Harvard? Did we see that? You don't officially see that he gets into Harvard, but you see that he's got an oh, envelope, right. which like it's the big square envelope, which you know, which is, you an know is an acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when he looks at it, he like smile. He smirks and looks directly at the camera to basically say like, ha, yeah, did it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the movie. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I think, a few holes in the plot that I will talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But just looking at it overall, like it's it's very entertaining. I really like how it's shot. Um, I don't remember the director's name, but his he's, name is Rick. Rick, I forget his last name. Is it Rick Famuyiwa? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's also done episodes of the mandalorian oh i didn't um, know that yeah wow um yeah no i looked i looked him up he's, it's pretty much like this movie some other stuff i can't quite remember and then like six or so episodes of the mandalorian i'm like that makes total sense because mm-hmm. i feel like just like the shot expertise and style of this like it just all mm-hmm. all of that fits in my head somehow mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean this movie's just really entertaining um and I like kind of all that, like the subtext that it's playing with, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning. Um, yeah, I, what, what were you mentioning? <laughs> the, the, like the Oreo um uh, Yeah, band. like what it means to be like a black kid growing up in a certain context. Yes. But like also having these characteristics that maybe like make you feel different than the context that you're in. Right. Um, And there's a lot of that. And also there's like a lot of like, like my, one of my favorite parts is at the very end, he's writing his essay to Harvard. And I forget what, I forget the, you know, the questions they ask you like for your personal statement. And he like types, he's like, if I were white, would you ask me this question? Mm -hmm. So like, there's just like a lot of moments like that of like, what it means to be black. Oh, well, he's like, so why do I want to go to Harvard? Mm. If I was white, would you even ask me that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is like a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. I guess I just, yeah, I like that. I like that whole, like, he's trying to be one thing, but the world around him it kind of feels like has other plans in mind for him mm-hmm. and he's kind of like fighting that mm-hmm. um and is successful in the end mm-hmm. so yeah yeah good good movie um yeah. now for the for the plot holes in the mansion <laughs> well okay there is this whole like how did the guy know that <laughs> that was uh Malcolm I mean, on if the he phone snitched on Dom then he had to have no I mean just because like in the chaos of things, it looks like like Don puts the stuff in the backpack, but that's not to say somebody didn't see him or notice him do that. And so, I mean, yes, it's like the chances of that are slim because everyone was running because there was like a shootout. But I mean, possible. Well, on the topic of the backpack, I said I was going to come back to this. <laughs> um, 
so much of the plot in what happens and the situation he gets himself put into is a direct result of his decision <laughs> to bring his backpack to the club. Which, yeah. there's the whole plot is contingent on that, and there is no real explanation for why he brought his backpack to the club at all, other than, like, he's a nerdy kid who would bring his backpack wherever he goes, but there's no, yeah. like, defining characteristic or trait or indicator that would say like yes character is supposed to bring backpacks to the club that yeah. is going to be an obvious thing and it's just it's yeah. it's instead it's just this kind of like throwaway decision of like yeah why did he bring his backpack to the club and then he just gets put into this whole situation because of that yeah. that's like my one problem with the movie yeah. i mean don't they at some point poke fun at it like doesn't asap rocky like why'd you bring your backpack like yeah, but that doesn't explain <laughs> I why mean, he I don't know. Backpack. I do, like, I know of people who have, like, especially when we were younger, like, they carried their backpack everywhere. And it's like, why are you wearing, like, a backpack everywhere you go? Like, it's just like, that was just their style choice, you know? Like, Yeah, I just, I would have, if I, if I was to go back and rewrite the movie... <laughs> I just I would have added in a little something yeah about like why is why. he bringing his backpack? My question is, and I mean him. this was 2015, but I'm like, there's no way a freaking club is letting someone bring a backpack no. in there because no. like, what if they are? What if well, they, they do weren't, have a weapon? They weren't gonna bring. They weren't gonna let him bring his backpack into the club. It was because ASAP Rocky let him into the club, and the bouncer wasn't even gonna let Malcolm and his friends into the club. But because, but that wasn't because of the backpack. No, but he wasn't going to let them in anyway because he knew that they were underage. But then ASAP Rocky and his friends, yeah, uh, jumped the bouncer and were yeah. like, "Come on in." Yeah, and like it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, that's true. One way or another, because you know, yeah, they're getting in illegally, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. So yeah, backpack acquired. Yeah, inside the club, but like it's still not clear why on earth he thought to bring it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a kid. <laughs> I'm, I he guess. Brought, and he'd never been to a club before. I'm sure he he's just like, oh, I'm going like, to need hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he just didn't think about it. It was like, I carry my backpack with me everywhere. So, Well, yeah, there's there's that. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is like, the, I guess there are just some parts or some scenes or some details that I don't think are necessarily pushing the plot forward. They're just kind of happening in tandem with the plot. Yeah. So, like, when he needs to get from... He's, like, he's with Lily, and that whole scene is, like, not entirely necessary, but at the same time, it's, like, he's a young kid, so he's, like, trying to get some action however he can find it. Um, but, like, when he leaves to go to his interview and she's driving him and then he she you know she goes and pees in public and he takes over driving the car um he sees the other guy i forgot the other guy's name but the uh lily's brother mm -hmm. a, uh, driving away from the cops mm -hmm. and then we get a whole rewind of like oh his Malcolm's friends went with that guy to go get some food and then that guy got into a fight with like the snitch guy that was chasing them earlier mm -hmm. and like shots were fired and then now the police is running chasing that guy mm -hmm. and then we have like no idea what happens to that guy after yeah. um and it's like yeah. 
it's just kind of it's a like his friends didn't write like writing the plot wise yeah his friends didn't need to be hanging out with that guy at all they didn't need to be it's i guess it's just like a a reason to put his friends somewhere that is not where he is well no i think it did serve the plot because because the friends went with him the snitch guy followed them right and so when they have this altercation with the guy who the brother who the friends went with and the snitch the police come and they arrest the snitch so the snitch is no longer an issue right because they get arrested at this at the food place the cops start chasing the guy and i think the only reason to like have that scene is just like to create more tension of like malcolm is doing like illegal things and like oh no the cops are like out and about and like oh he's following that guy that i know like oh my gosh this is like super stressful and then like where's my friends like they went with him like what are they up to type of thing okay so i think it's just to create more tension like more stress yeah but okay yeah that's all fine and dandy however like i get that that makes sense i i can i can roll with that however like that guy and lily who was peeing in public like they just don't come up in the plot of the movie at all after that they're just well gone. lily does because they named the drug lily well yeah they named the drug she, lily she, but like, like goes viral yeah but she's not i mean her she herself not, her character yeah. is not part except of that. for she was hooking up with blake well it turns out <laughs> in the past yes yeah, she was hooking but, up with blake's character but yeah. also like not that detail doesn't serve the plot it's just fun but yeah. um like their characters just exit the movie but they are literally this like drug lord's children mm-hmm. and malcolm is now like oh i gotta go sell this drug lord's drugs yeah. but the drug lord has no like feelings about what's going on with his kids it's like the kids as a detail mm-hmm. just disappear and now it's just malcolm and the drugs and you know who cares about those guys yeah yeah i guess so i don't know the only thing i can say is just like it they the kids were the mechanism for finding a or for realizing who aj was yeah um and so yeah and also the kids are just like wild (laughs) yeah they are wild they bring more chaotic energy to like the situation that malcolm is facing i think if you didn't have them it wouldn't be as entertaining yeah i'm not necessarily advocating for getting rid of them from the plot i would have just done more with with them them. yeah yeah like i would have followed up on what happened to them because they were both just kind of left on cliffhangers and i guess like They'll get mm-hmm. their comeuppance as characters. Yeah. I would have liked to see more of the brother. I couldn't have cared less about Lily's character. Sure. I think I even said when we were watching it, I was like, what is yeah, the what point? Her, what's her character for? Yeah, yeah, I was like, what is she here for? Just, other than like sex appeal. Right. Um. So yeah. So I, I agree that they probably could have done a little bit more with at least the guy because I thought he was funny. Yeah. He was interesting. But... You know, only so much you can do in a movie, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's that's all I had to say. Got you. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I wasn't sure if you were going to like it or not. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I thought you would just find it, like, too stressful and, like... I like stressful movies. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. 
I well, I like stressful movies. I like it when a movie can make me feel like tension. You yeah. Know? Like, oh no! What's yeah. Gonna happen. That's true. Yeah. No, I was I was invested, and I liked the, I liked Malcolm as a character. I thought mm-hmm. like he it was just fun, you know. Yeah. And it was kind of like as as somebody that was a teenage male at one point <laughs> seeking or hoping for female attention. I. Uh, <laughs> Can understand his plight. Yuck. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I just, no, I just, I, I liked it. It was a good main character. Yeah. No, I absolutely love his character. Um, well, I do have a few facts. There's not too much. And then I have two questions for you. Um, so the first okay. is that, and I don't know how true this is, but I found it on multiple sites. Apparently, this was the first movie to accept Bitcoins for ticket purchases. I saw that. <sighs> I didn't, hey, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to see that, but it came up when I was looking for a plot synopsis um, to figure out like a certain detail. To remember a certain detail correctly, it yeah. came up in the trivia. I was like, so okay. So anyway, let, but like, let's not ignore the fact that you just said they accepted Bitcoin. They accepted Bitcoin um, for ticket purchases at over 900 theaters in the U.S. through a website called MovieTickets.com. That's that's honestly like super wild. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's super. Weird. In 2015, especially because yeah. like Bitcoin didn't really blow up until maybe yeah. three, four years after that. There was another fact that said this was the first movie to ever mention Bitcoin. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, goodness. Uh, given how much Bitcoin the guy would have gotten at the end of the movie, in terms of like cash. And how Bitcoin ended up doing later on, guy would have been rolling in the dough. Oh like that, w- that would be so much money. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin I... and crypto is not doing great now anymore. But, yeah. Uh, I was like, wow. I know absolutely nothing about it. No. Um, yeah. Wild. Um, so ASAP Rocky auditioned and was cast for the movie as Dom after. So he was dating Chanel Iman at the time. And he would help her with her lines. And uh, I guess when helping her with her lines was like, put me in the movie. I should be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I thought he did a phenomenal job as Dom. Yeah. I mean, he, he has very little lines, but or, funny because he's like a way more important character than she is. Yeah. 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 Um, during, so, <laughs> and I also don't know how true this is. My memory, maybe your memory will serve you better so you can tell me if this is accurate. Okay, but go for it. Apparently, during the, so when Malcolm is in the, I almost called him Miles because of Spider-Man. When Malcolm is in the office talking to AJ mm-hmm. and he sees the picture with Dom in it, mm-hmm. apparently that's a picture of Iron Man 2 and he just like pasted his face on it. What? <laughs> What are you talking? Whoa, 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 yeah. Wait, a picture. Wait, okay, wait. The picture of Dom. Yeah, apparently it's like a clip from like the picture is a, I guess, scene from Iron Man two, and they just put Dom's face on it. <laughs> I would need to go back and look at that because I have no clue what you're talking about. I remember the picture. Yeah. But like the relation to Iron Man two is not a i don't know what that's about yeah i that's, don't know I don't that's know. wild <laughs> but that was a fact that i saw okay um other than that budget wise it, they spent seven million opening weekend they made about six million gross they made 17 million so not much but you know what was the budget again seven million oh wow hey that's pretty good 
Yeah. They did a lot with that seven million. Yeah. Yeah. So questions for you. All right, hit me. Music is a big part of this movie. Yeah. So what is your favorite song from the nineties? Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna ask me my favorite song from the movie. Um favorite song from the nineties. That's a hard choice. <laughs> Yeah, I was not at all prepared for this uh, <laughs> question. Yeah. Favorite song from the 90s. Hmm. That's hard. There's probably some song that I love that I don't even know was made in the 90s. Or maybe yeah. I do and I just don't even associate it with the time period in which it was made. Yeah. Um, I will say this morning we... <laughs> This morning we watched uh, Darren's Dance Grooves, the uh, the commercial from like the early 2000s. Yeah. If anybody remembers the Darren's Dance Grooves video. And um, that resulted in, there's like, oh, what's the, that song? Like, You Make Me Crazy by Britney yeah. Spears. He does like a little tutorial for that. And um, you were like, cleaning the bathroom and you said oh i want to listen to that song now Mm -hmm. and i put that song on like from the album that it was on Mm -hmm. and then the song that played after had this very specific sound Mm -hmm. that reminded me of i have this playlist called that 90s affection Mm -hmm. and it's a playlist of songs that kind of like fit this specific sound Mm -hmm. that i just that exists in my brain that makes me think of like love in the 90s yeah and there's there's like a pokemon song on there <laughs> the sailor moon theme songs on there there's love um, that theme song there's a, a backstreet boys song on there like as long as you love me yeah um i put that britney spears song whatever the name of it was um on that playlist yeah and so while i cannot think of a specific song from the 90s i will say in the 90s there is like this specific sound that's like that was terrible um but there's just kind of like this soft yeah bubbly sound Mm. that's like i needn't i don't even know if there's like a name for it yeah but every time i hear a song that reminds me of that it goes onto that playlist Mm. and the playlist has like seven or eight songs now yeah building it up yeah okay got you yeah i as you were talking was looking up some of my favorite songs just to make sure they were from the 90s um it's a hard one for me because i could go with the obvious choice which is Aaliyah, who i'm named after nice love her music are you that somebody love that song however my like when i read the question my go-to was immediately destiny's child mm. but i was like wait a second but were they 2000 early 2000s because i think most of their music came out early 2000s but they did have an album that came out in like 1999 that has like jump and jump in like all that so i do jump, jump the house no <laughs> no a smart house reference um but at the same time i do love california love that is a great song yeah, yeah. Mm. so a mix of those three <laughs> i could always listen to um everybody backstreet's back by the backstreet boys like that song slaps no every time you hear it mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. um so yeah. i could roll with that yeah i mean you can't go wrong with backstreet boys it's so like 
I also agree with the fact that like I think 90s hip hop is like the best hip hop. Mm, yeah. But I like so I, w- I was born late 90s. So I guess I'm not technically a 90s kid, but I feel like I'm a 90s kid because I grew up listening to everything that my sister listened to because me and my sister, my sister's eight years older than me. So yeah. she's like true 90s kid. Yeah. Um, and so like I got like a, dich- like a, a dichotomy where <laughs> I got all the like 90s pop from her. Like that's the most prevalent music in my mind because mm-hmm. she was big Spice Girls fan, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Like I was always stealing those CDs from her. However, my dad's a big hip hop person. So I like all these like 90s hip hop songs while I don't like know the words like off the top of my head. Like I know a lot of them and I appreciate them a lot because of him because those were the things that he would play. So I feel like music wise, I have like in my mind a good catalog of like 90s music that I just love to listen to and it feels so nostalgic to me even though I was born late 90s, which is always really fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Glad for my upbringing. <laughs> yeah. My favorite 90s song is the SpongeBob theme song. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Power Rangers theme song. Oh my gosh. Okay. Second question for you. Yeah, go for it. What is your favorite 90s style trend? My favorite 90s style trend is the like chaotic like what were we thinking kind of uh trend. Like, if you look at movie logos, font choices that are, like, atrocious when you look back. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, the cover of NSYNC's um, No Strings Attached album this morning while we were, like, listening to this music. Yeah, yeah, they're on the puppet things. And it's kind of got this, it's, like, brown. and then there's kind of like a wavy like flag that has no strings attached written and kind of like cowboy western letters. Mm-hmm. But then at the top, it says in sync mm-hmm. in like crisp sans serif uh, like italics mm-hmm. with like a star, mm-hmm. which stylistically does not fit the rest of the mm. like album picture. Mm-hmm. And like it's that. It's that lack of unity mm. that is like, it's not that I like it, mm. it's that I enjoy it. Um, Got you. I was thinking more of like fashion style. Fashion style? Yeah. I don't, you know, baggy <laughs> pants, t-shirts under <laughs> long sleeve shirts. Got you. Spiky hair. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's like Robin Noodle hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blue yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think my favorite style trend is men in crop tops. You go back and you look at Adam Sandler in a freaking crop top. Oh my gosh, to die for freaking Will Smith in a crop top. I'm like, oh, bring it back. Bring oh, there was it like, back. What, like fishnet shirts. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. Tommy Hilfiger was real big too. I mean, Aaliyah's Tommy Hilfiger outfit, to die for. Hmm. Need that whole outfit. But I feel like Tommy Hilfiger was a huge brand back in the 90s. Yeah, I don't... Hmm. There's a lot of like 90s counterculture mm-hmm. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So like gas masks and neon paint. Uh, it's, you know, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> that's fun. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I love the 90s. Yeah. 
we have some great things. Yeah. I like those, um, that cup, that like white cup. It's like a, it was, I think it was like the Dixie cup, uh, pattern at the time. It oh, was like with the blue and the purple? White cup with the blue and the purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Remember like tracksuit, that like blue and purple tracksuit that was like, what was, what's that team? Like the Jets or something like that? It's like everyone had that, um, like windbreaker even oh. like even if you didn't like the like even if you had like no if you weren't even a fan of the team it feels like everyone owned some sort of windbreaker that was like that teal blue and purple yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. that was just like the color of the 90s yeah 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 the combination the blue, yeah the blue yeah. and the purple yeah <laughs> that's so What's funny that? <laughs> i don't know that is weird but yeah it's just it's so nostalgic or like you know just just like um like solid color like patterns that are like a solid color with then just some kind of gibberish nothing <laughs> icon but repeated in multiple different angles like yeah. uh, just rotated oh, yeah. and just repeated a bunch of times yeah on a pattern uh lots of that happening yeah and t-shirts that were just stripes um <laughs> like horizontal stripes all from top to bottom <laughs> <laughs> oh man good times yeah good times yeah i like look back at pictures and i'm like dang i miss i miss the 90s style for sure i mean i feel like it, there's some of it that like we still do today but or brought back today but yeah. still i don't know yeah uh, uh, any other facts or questions or thoughts on the movie? That is all that I have. All right. Shall we move on? Let's. All right. Okay. So I was assigned the Transformers movie. Wait, what is it called? Transformers the movie? It's technically called The Transformers the movie. That doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> um, which was made in or came out in 1986. And so um, basically... This movie starts with half of the Autobots in space, most notably Optimus Prime and Ironhide, um, and half on Earth and a place called Autobot City. And our kind of main characters who are at Autobot City are Hot Rod and Cup. Oh, also... Cup, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave out a character... And you're going to be like, wait, you're not talking about this character. I'll come back to him. Uh, <laughs> I will come back to him. Daniel? So. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get to him. Um, so basically, Megatron and the Decepticons invade Autobot City. And I'm not entirely sure why at the beginning they invaded. Um, Decepticons and the Autobots are mortal enemies. Why wouldn't they be attacking them? <laughs> they just decided on this That's day. Literally, we're going to invade. <laughs> it's the purpose of their whole existence. As far as I Got know, okay. with the Transformers lore. Got you. Um, so they invade Autobot City, which results in Optimus Prime having to come to Earth to help in the battle. Um, the battle results in Megatron and the Decep Decepticons retreating, and Optimus Prime dies. <gasps> but before he dies... He passes on the Matrix, which is like his heart, um, to an Optimus Prime lookalike, <laughs> whose name I do not know. Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. Um, and he's like, use this. It will be useful in a time when you need light or something like that. I don't know. Some cryptic stuff like that. So there he's like, I will. Um, and so, yeah, he passes that on and dies. 
Um, meanwhile, there is a Death Star-like planet called Unicron, which for half the movie I thought was Unicorn. <laughs> and it yep. wasn't until I like really looked at the subtitles, I was like, oh, <laughs> Unicron. Unicron. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading it wrong. Um, and this planet, Unicron, is like the Death Star, just like destroying planets. Um, and so when Megatron and the Decepticons retreated... Megatron was very injured and one of the Decepticons was like, we don't need you and like threw him off the ship and he comes across Unicron and Unicron's like, let me fix you. So this is Megatron got thrown off his own ship. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so Unicron is like, I'll fix you and fixes him. And he turns into Galvatron. I know. Confusing. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) I hate that they like change like into different people yeah megatron <laughs> just becomes galvatron and his voice actor changes to leonard nimoy <laughs> so dumb. also known as spock yeah and unicron is voiced by orson wells yeah which might shock some people yeah and so unicron is like i fixed you and now you are my slave basically and he's like i need you to go get the uh what's it called the the Matrix. The Matrix. He's like, the oh, Matrix yeah. of leadership. He's like, go get me the Matrix. And Galvatron's like, I don't serve you. But then gets like hurt by Unicron. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, this results in a goose chase where Galvatron, Galvatron ends up going back to the Decepticons, like kills the guy who threw him out of the ship. Starscream. Yeah. And Big character. Like, yeah, and he's like, I'm back, baby, and we have a task. We need to find the Autobots, get the Matrix, and bring it back to Unicron. So the rest of the movie is just this, like, goose chase where the Me- Megatron or Galvatron and the Decepticons are after all the Autobots. They kind of get split up and are doing various things. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it results in a big battle between the Decepticons and Megatron, sorry, Galvatron, and the rest of the Autobots. At some point, Optimus Prime lookalike, what is he? What is his name? Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Ultra Magnus. That <laughs> took me a second. Um, Ultra Magnus dies as well. He sucked. And so now the... They end up putting him back together. Oh, I missed that part. Well, at, for a moment, he's injured. And yeah, the for, mag- no, for a moment, it's like, oh... He's dead. Yeah. And the Matrix then gets handed to Hot Rod. And Hot Rod becomes this big, magnificent thing. I don't know his new name. (laughs) His new name is ridiculous. It's Rodimus Prime. (laughs) Yes. He becomes Rodimus Prime. Just Hot Rod, Rodimus Prime. Yeah. (laughs) I can't get over that. Yeah. And collectively, Rodimus Prime and the rest of the Autobots are successful in beating um, Unicron and Galvatron and the Decepticons. All the cons. Um, Yeah. If it ends with con, bad. (laughs) If it ends with bot, good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so they all win. And everything's great. And it was a wonderful movie. Now. Was it a wonderful movie? Is that? I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. I'll come back to my thoughts in just a second. Okay. Um, before we get to that, a character that I did not mention is Daniel, who is this little kid who is living on Earth, but his dad works with the Autobots in space and is currently in space. His um, dad's name is Spike. Yes. And it's a weird name for the dad. <laughs> 
And there's really no, the reason why I didn't mention him in that whole synopsis, because like he was unimportant. There's really no reason for him to even be in the story aside from, I'm assuming they were like, we need some sort of human child character for people, for the kids watching this movie to relate to and see themselves in. I think you are <laughs> correct. Yes, because the whole time I was like, take these humans out of this and it's a 10 out of 10 movie. <laughs> wow. But this kid is kind of annoying. I mean, he's all right. He's more of a liability in my opinion. Yeah, they than give he is him helpful. They give him an exosuit at one point and he has to like will himself into figuring out how to transform. Literally. I was like, "All right, y'all. First things first, you should have been training him this whole time you've been on Earth mm. so that in the event that this happened and the Decepticons came, which you probably knew was going to happen because they probably been coming a million times, then he would be prepared and this would be the moment. But they just give him the suit and they're like, you'll get used to it. Yeah. And I'm like, he's falling I mean, all over the place. He's, like, he's got to have some affinity for traversing in complex ways because he is on a hoverboard at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Granted, his like hoverboard immediately explodes and then Hot Rod <laughs> just picks him up and is like, I'll drive you Yeah. in that sequence at the beginning of the movie. But yeah. Yeah. I, he, yeah, he was unimportant and unnecessary. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I surprisingly liked it more than I thought I would. I think what really makes the movie for me and what made me enjoy it was there is 80s music playing in every single scene. Non-stop. Non there is not a moment of silence. There's not yeah. a moment where it's just characters talking. It, there is always some music just like electric guitar in the yeah. background like like it's, and it's like lyric <laughs> lyrics too yes lyrics as well and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it made like i did not grow up with transformers that was not a toy that i gravitated towards i really didn't know what transformers was until the shia labeouf movie came out uh, and that was yeah. because i was a big shia labeouf fan so having this music made it feel nostalgic for me like it it brought me back to my childhood, even though I did not grow up in the 80s, even though I did not grow up with Transformers. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so nostalgic. The animation's phenomenal. It's beautiful. I loved it. It's very colorful, which I really love. It's very, like, colorful and simple yet complex. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the whole time I was watching it, because I love the Shia LaBeouf Transformers, and I was like, I am really glad. I feel like Michael Bay, like, captured the essence of the cartoon version pretty decently like pretty well like down to the sounds of when they transform yeah. like obviously in the michael bay movie it's way more complex like the yeah. sounds you hear but i mean it's very similar to the sounds of when they transform in the cartoon in the animation i would say yeah michael bay uh captured all of the things that like m make transformers transformers yeah like yeah, you can change the voice of literally every character, but you can't change the voice of Optimus Prime. It has to be Peter Cullen doing Optimus Prime's mm -hmm. voice mm -hmm. because everybody just knows yeah. that's what Optimus Prime sounds like. Yeah. And I don't think there's really any other character mm -hmm. in history mm -hmm. that has only been voiced by one person and like has to be done by that person. Mm -hmm. Even Mickey Mouse has like changed hands multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, well, does the same person voice Yoda? Like, across? Ooh. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I don't, but maybe not in like the Clone Wars. Mm, gotcha. But I think like, because nobody knows who Peter Cullen really is. Mm-hmm. So I think like anything having to do with Transformers, mm. like you just know, you got to have your Peter Cullen budget. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, even like down to, I feel like personality, like I feel like Iron-Eyed in the animation is very similar to Iron-Eyed in the like Michael Bay movie, like kind of like hot headed, like guns blazing type of personality, yeah. um, which was nice to see. But, um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was just colorful. It was captivating. It wasn't like super long. Like it was a perfect time length of a movie. Yeah, like it's, it's only like eighty something minutes. Yeah, um, and I love. It's very like. There's a lot of, I feel like, Star Wars references. It's, like, it, there's a lot of things that, like, reminded me of Star Wars, which I mm. thought was cool. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. The, some, uh, not too many facts on this movie. I mean, there were a lot of facts. Mm-hmm. None that I was really interested in. Um, there was a lot of facts that I was, re- like, I would read it and immediately go, like, okay. Um <laughs> But the ones that I have are the ones that stood out to me. Um, so the, apparently this movie actually underwent tons of rewrites. Like they did not just have a unified vision from the jump mm-hmm. on what this movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they would write something and then rewrite it and then revise it and then rewrite it again. And it kind of just was a little bit of a mess. Mm. Um which kind of shows in the movie. Yeah. It's like there's there are some like simple beats, but it's like it's the small details yeah. that are a little bit all over the place. Um like 14 characters got killed off in this movie, <laughs> including Optimus Prime. Yeah. Now the the thing about Optimus Prime getting killed is that this was like the first time this was a big deal. So this mm. this movie apparently bridges the gap between season two of the original cartoon and season three. I also read that apparently this takes place twenty years after the after season two, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, wow. Yeah. So I guess season two happens, then just there's a twenty year time jump. And this movie happens. And then season three takes place after the movie. And yeah, they killed off 14 characters of the show, uh, including Optimus Prime, Mm -hmm. Ironhide, apparently Ratchet. Um, There was a whole list. And I was like, there's just too many to count here. But they they killed them all off. I mean, they were just killing left and right. Right. (laughs) Which was was huge. You know, like you've got your literally the main character and all of his buddies who you're like going on these adventures with as a child. Yeah. A child. Uh, <laughs> At the same time. I and mean, then you kill him off in the movie. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Watching this as an adult though, I was like, he's a car. Just fix him. Right, <laughs> I was right, like, right. how is he dead? Just, I don't just get change it. his engine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't get it. I was like, unless his transmission is broken. At that point, it's like, just get rid of him. I'm like, he can be fixed. He's just a little din it. Buff it out. No. Yeah, it does, <laughs> doesn't work like that in the train. They're, they are symbiotic. I don't know. I don't know. I am surprised, though, that Optimus, like, doesn't come back to life, like, at the end. Because that, like, that's what I said when we were watching the movie. Because you were like, he's dead. And I was like, oh, he'll just come back to life. No. Like, yeah, he I does like, not. I was like, why would they kill off the main character? Yeah, yeah. Show? No, he doesn't come back to life. Yeah. Although, I will say, um, 
it does become a trend in anything Transformers, like any adaptation of Transformers after this, mm-hmm. for Optimus to, to die at some point and then come back later. Mm. So, like, in the Michael Bay movies, that happens in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it's called. Which one was that That's one? the second one. So, oh. like, he just straight up gets killed. And then, like, a whole bunch, you know, they go to, like, robot. They, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get but they, it. they, like, they go to Egypt at one point, and they're talking to, like, an old jet transformer, and he's like, do this, and it can bring back a prime. He's or like we a need a prime. Engine. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. They, but Optimus Prime comes back to life in that movie, and it's, yeah. like, a big thing. Mm, um, I gotcha. But that's, like, that's in reference to this, yeah. you know? Got you. Um, Once. I like don't remember the second one that much, and especially once Megan Fox left, I was like, nah. Yeah, well, the the second one was the last one that had Megan Fox, but yeah. I would also say it's the worst of the whole franchise. Really, in my experience, I haven't seen the fifth one, but for oh me, my gosh, there, how many are there? There's well, there okay, so there's there's Transformers, uh, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, yeah. then Dark of the Moon. And then, is that when uh, Mark Wahlberg is in it? No, no, no. Mark Wahlberg's in the next one, which is called Age of Extinction. Nailed it. Isn't that um, the animal one? No, no, no. no. Oh. Uh, Age of Extinction, they introduced the Dinobots. So, like, Optimus Prime rides on the back of a <laughs> T-Rex. Like a robot T-Rex. <laughs> sounds so stupid. Well, the Dinobots are in uh, the movie that we watched okay yeah but you know? it's also a, it's animate like it's a cartoon yeah, yeah it's you know? a cartoon so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh it's but it's cute. like but it was a big deal or well i mean like not a big deal but like in age of extinction for them to be like oh hey dinobots now it's like oh yeah that's right it's actually really interesting because they keep they kept um like in the second michael bay movie they add in the constructicons which are the ones mm. the decepticons that come together to form the devastator um, which like the Constructicons were in the movie that we just watched too. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like all these things that like in each new bike, Michael Bay movie, they're like, they oh yeah, we're going to do Galvatron. We're going to do, um, the, the Constructicons or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which, the, the Dinobots. Um, this movie just has all of that, including <laughs> the Insecticons, which I didn't see a Michael Bay Insecticon personally. Maybe it's in this new one. Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 It's because this new one is called Rise of the Beasts. Um, oh, yeah, that's I'm not even, one. I'm not even done going through these yet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Age of Extinction was the first Mark Wahlberg one. And yeah. then there's a second Mark Wahlberg one called The Last Night. I have not seen that one. Got you. Then they did Bumblebee, which is the oh, Haley... Oh, is that canon? Is that a part that of... That is canon. Okay. Uh, that's the Haley Steinfeld one. So this new one, Transformers Rise of the Beasts... It, it serves more as like a sequel to the Haley Steinfeld Bumblebee movie. Gotcha. Um, because Bumblebee was in the 80s. Now Rise of the Beast is He time in traveled the or 90s. like this is set back in no, the 80s? No, there's no time travel. It's just set in the 80s. <laughs> no, no, no. You never no, know. No, no, no time travel. It's okay. just set. It was set in the 80s and then Rise of the Beasts is now in the 90s. Okay. Um, so like, you know, Sam Witwicky, Shia LaBeouf's character is like, you know, he's just not in it anymore like this is i this new rise of the beasts looks appealing to me because it's like classic simplified uh optimus prime design Mm. like all of the designs are kind of like 
hearkening like back down. to like this yeah this movie that we watched yeah rather than like the complicated uh michael bay ones that you know they ended up becoming yeah um, is michael bay still is he the director for no, these no, okay. no 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 so he the last one he did was the last night and then you know he's no longer directing anything in the franchise um so bumblebee did did you see bumblebee i did not because i'm not a Haley fan oh that's that's fair um <laughs> But I liked Bumblebee. I actually was like, oh, cool. If they keep making them like this, yeah. then I could be excited to see Transformers again. Mm. Uh, we're not going to go see Rise of the Beasts in a theater, but once it's available, like I'll totally watch it. Mm. But like Transformers The Last Night, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, Got you. I think I saw up to the third one. I think I, I think I saw the third one. And then I was like, I'm bored <laughs> like yeah. i'm tired of transformers that's all the same yeah i mean of the michael bay ones i would rank it like the first one's the best because mm-hmm. that's a legitimately great movie mm-hmm. um and then the third one which is not bad um it's it's just like chock full of stuff mm-hmm. a lot that doesn't serve the plot but is just fun i guess mm-hmm. and then the fourth one the mark Wahlberg one mm-hmm. and then the second one and then the fifth one doesn't even qualify because I haven't seen it, which <laughs> maybe speaks to its quality. Yeah. Um, and then, gotcha. but like Bumblebee, I would I would probably say like the first Transformers and then Bumblebee. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, there's Autobots everywhere picking people. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Well, back to this movie real quick. <laughs> um, so... Well, actually, here. is there an Autobot City in any of the Transformers? No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. That's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> Autobot City, like no way. It literally got destroyed two seconds into the movie. I know. Um, I mean, it must have been a thing in the TV show, but yeah, it was literally just like a big metal base in the mountains. Yeah. Autobot City. So why can't um, it be in the movies? Who knows? <laughs> um, so uh, I'll, I'll talk about Daniel and Spike real quick. Um, I had no idea. They don't allude to this at all in the movie, but guess what Daniel and Spike's last name is? Witwicky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. For those that don't know or haven't picked up on it yet, Shia LaBeouf's character, Sam his Witwicky. last name is Witwicky, Sam Witwicky. Are you ladies man 237 or whatever it is? Yeah, so <laughs> that his character is in reference to, I guess, uh, Daniel he and was Spike. way better than Daniel. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't look up if there was a Sam Witwicky like anywhere mm. outside of the Michael Bay movies. But, yeah. So there's that. Um, apparently Spike... Also, Spike is the dad, and apparently Spike also has a dad, but they don't mention him in the movie. And apparently, and this is, I'm not even kidding what it said, his dad's name is Sparkplug Witwicky. (laughs) Wow. Like, how do you go from Sparkplug to Spike? Like, okay, I could believe that. Um, To Daniel. (laughs) Like, okay. Silly. It's just so weird. Like, why did he leave his child? in this robot town like i mean i guess if he's gonna be safe anywhere it would be with autobots but like spike eating daniel who's like making sure he's doing his homework spike's character the he's the the dad yeah i get him mixed up um spike's whole character is that he is on cybertron moon two or whatever with excuse me um bumblebee Mm -hmm. um 
and I'm assuming they are doing research or supporting the Cybertronian society. Someone called Child Services. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cybertron is the home of the Transformers. But yeah, I don't know. Spike is just, or sorry, Daniel is just hanging out on. Uh, yeah. On uh, in Autobot City on Earth. Yeah. <sighs> you would think that the kid's name would be Spike. Just yeah. given the name Spike. But I don't know. Maybe Spike was, given that this is like 20 years after season two, maybe Spike was a character in the show. Mm-hmm. And then it was a 20 year time jump. And now he's like older. They're like, and then they an give him a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's Daniel. Well, who's Whit- the mom? Wiki. Who knows? I don't know. An Autobot. I don't know. <laughs> speaking, well, speaking of female characters. Um, so one of the writers of Transformers... Like the the toy company that makes Transformers, I think it's Hasbro or Mattel. It's Hasbro, I'm pretty sure on the credits that's what Okay. Um their whole thing was that Transformers is marketed to young boys. Yeah. So they're not gonna make any female Transformers. Wow. Yeah. That was like a requirement. Um and then one of the writers yeah. of, for Transformers had to advocate super hard for them to make a female Transformer because his daughter was a big fan of Transformers and yeah. he wanted a Transformer for his daughter to enjoy. Yeah. So um, in the second season of Transformers, they did create more female Transformers, yeah. the most popular of which is RC, who is in this movie. Mm-hmm. But an interesting fact about RC, well, it's kind of, it's kind of a sad fact, um, but like RC despite being like the one female transformer in this movie, they never made a toy out of her for this movie. They made a toy out of, you know, everything else, but they didn't even make a toy out of her. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, 2014. Yeah. No joke. 2014 that they made a toy based on RC from this movie specifically, like this design. Did they have like, did they make female Transformer toys? They just didn't make her? Or, like, they did not make a female Transformer to- at all? I'm pretty sure they made female Transformers toys, like, later on. Like, in the yeah. 90s. Because yeah. I watched I watched Transformers Beast Wars, which uh, Rise of the Beasts is loosely based on Beast Wars. And there were female Transformers in that, or at least one that I can think of, that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they made a toy out of. So, like... I don't think she was, I don't think this was necessarily the first female Transformer toy Mm. that came out in 2014, Mm -hmm. but it's like the first female Transformer at all. Yeah. And then they finally made a toy. Wow. In 2014. Literally boycotting. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so upset. Um, But also now fun fact, Rise of the Beasts, RC is in this movie. Wow. Yeah. And there's like, I, there's a specific shot in the trailer where I'm like, when I, cause I, I saw the design of the character mm-hmm. in the trailer. Then when we watched this, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks exactly like that yeah. character in the new trailer. And it was the same character. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then that's a, like good on the new design then for being yeah. faithful to the original. I'm very glad her like car that she transforms into was like actually a cool car. When we were watching the movie, I was like, watch she transform into like a moped. Like I was like, if they yeah. give her a lame like vehicle, I'll be upset. But it was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got in here? Uh, okay, here we go. Um, 
So apparently the marketing, animation, and toy departments were not working together. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, but that is like, that is wild. Yeah. So like Hot Rod was kind of a newer character. Mm -hmm. So the animation team, they didn't know what color Hot Rod was supposed to be. It's a little complicated. So the toy company was going to make him magenta, but then in the early prototypes, they like misprinted and made him like pink and um pink and uh, like not burgundy but i mean basically like or like pink and purple hmm. um and then so he was, he was like supposed to be magenta ended up being pink and purple but then the marketing department was putting out like you know pre-release images of him being like hot red and like burgundy so the animation department had no idea what color he was supposed to be Mm -hmm. so in the movie originally hot rod just based on what shot it was uh he would switch between being more burgundy or more magenta Mm -hmm. uh and then the company that owned the license to the movie in the 2000s ended up hiring a post-production company Mm -hmm. to then redo all of the shots with hot rod to make it the uh, original prototype colors of the the pink and purples mm. um just to make it consistent which is like you know we didn't notice that because we watched a re-released version of it yeah um but like the fact that they're making this movie yeah and this is like the big new character i so i did read that the fact that this was going to be the big new character and he was you know becoming rodimus prime uh that was supposed to be a big surprise for literally everybody so they were kind of really being really hush hush about that Mm -hmm. which only made the the situation more complicated for everybody Mm -hmm. because they just there was nobody communicating about like what colors this character is supposed to be yeah um so the toy existed before the prototype toy existed. yeah got you so the toy people made the toy with a certain color scheme in mind marketing start creating marketing stuff with different colors in mind and yes. so when they're animating they're like we don't know which it's supposed to be and yeah. they do both only gotcha. to, it's it's only co- more complicated by the fact that the toy company they said oh we're gonna go with magenta yeah. and then and they accidentally it. print well oh, they accidentally they printed, it, printed yeah. it pink yeah and then marketing wants red and so as the animation department you're like what do you do so it sounds like they were, yeah, they were yeah. like, well, I guess we'll go with what the toy line had in mind, which was yeah. the magenta, but then sometimes we'll do the burgundy, which yeah. is what the uh, marketing department is doing, only for them to re-release the movie later mm-hmm. and go with like the accident, the accidental color scheme, which is the pink. You know, I would love to, if anyone has recommendations for documentaries about like toy companies... I mean, I've seen on Netflix the, like, docu-series, like, The Toys That Made Us, which yeah. kind of dive into, like, the toy companies. But, like, I feel like toy companies have so much stuff going on in the background that's oh, yeah. so crazy and wild and, like, some stuff messed up. Like, it's, like, real just insane, which is crazy because, like, it's, like, toys. It's fun. It's kids. And, like, in the background, there's just, like, so much stuff going. It always seems so chaotic. Well... 
it's really interesting when you have these big franchises that are marketed a certain way that are also their secondary plan. Yeah. Which in a lot of cases is actually the primary plan is to sell a lot of toys. Yeah. That's so, where the money comes from. Exactly. Like Star Wars has made way more money. I want to say like 10 times as much money from their merchandising yeah. than the actual movies made in the box office. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that is where all the money comes from. So uh, part of the reason that ties into this movie being an example of the motivation of the toy company yeah. bleeding into the what the script of the movie is. Yeah. Because, yes, it's like a big, like, whoa, this is dark. They're killing, like, all of the main characters. And, like, Optimus Prime is dying. And it's like, all right, we're maximizing the story emotions for the audience to, like, mm-hmm. make the most out of the story. But secretly, they are building themselves an opportunity to now just make entirely new toys yeah like okay all those characters old done literally dead (laughs) and now we have these new characters don't you want to buy rodimus prime it's so it's just so interesting how decisions get made like you have these like oftentimes like old white men (laughs) who are deciding a eight-year-old boy what I'm, this <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm sure they do they some do market testing. research yeah, yeah they do testing but like still you know like it's just all these like adults yeah deciding what a child wants yeah. and like i don't know it's just it's interesting it i mean it's weird it's so weird yeah the toy industry if anyone works in the toy industry hmm? reach out to us yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it is really interesting because, like, yeah. when you watch the toys that made us and they talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example, mm-hmm. like, that is a franchise that is just made to be rebooted. Like, mm-hmm. there is no canon Ninja Turtles because it's like they will make Ninja Turtles in a certain style, see it all the way through until mm-hmm. people are burnt out on it, and then redo it again. Yeah. And it works every time <laughs> it's like every generation of kids has mm-hmm. their generation of up. ninja turtles yeah yeah that's kind of cool though i uh, no, i, I don't yeah. think it's very cool and yeah. it's genius i mean to have a franchise that can do that sustain in that long people will always be interested or yeah. like kids will always be interested in the new version of it yeah um yeah, it's like almost, you don't even need to yeah. kill them off and bring in new turtles like they do with Transformers. Yeah. You just reboot it. But it's always interesting to see which generations like don't work, like which generation of toy people are like, oh, and then it like falls off and they're like, oh no, we're in like a financial crisis. We need something to save us. And then they like regenerate a, next, a new generation that like is more successful. Yeah. So it's always interesting to see like what didn't work, like what did they try and push the boundaries on and everyone was like absolutely not yeah like yeah well um i guess one other thing i want to say is um i mean transformers they do they did reboot a few times right like mm-hmm. there's is there a cartoon now there might be i don't know hmm. um but you know there was the original Transformers show which is what this falls under but then there's like there are other Transformers things. Like I said, I grew up watching Transformers Beast Wars, which was 3D animated in the 90s. Ooh. If you can believe that, that 
looking back on that animation, mm-hmm. it is insane. <laughs> um, it's it looks bad, like really bad. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I watched it so much. You know, you had Rat Trap, uh, who was one of the characters. Mm-hmm. You had Optimus Primal. Um, he was like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. You had Megatron, but like I don't know. He probably had some other Mega name. Scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, instead of being the Autobots, I think they call themselves the Maximals. Mm. Um, that sounds way cooler than Autobots. <laughs> Autobots unite! Like they just had a lot going on. They could turn into they could they were robots, but they could also turn into like robot shaped animals, or sorry, animal shaped robots. But yeah. then they could just straight up turn into the animal itself. I am interested, even though the movie. What is it called? The new one that's Rise be. of the Beasts? Yeah, even though that doesn't interest me per se, I would be interested to see how, like, visual effects wise, because, like, animals are much more fluid than cars. So I'm like, how, what is their movement like? And I guess I could just watch the trailer. Um, you can. And, like, yeah, I'm like curious as to, like, what their movements are and, like, if it makes sense, you know? I mean, based on what I recall from the trailer, they've got Cheetor and so wait. Optimus Primal in, you know, Gorilla Robot and Cheetah Robot mode so, and wait, looks confused. good to me. Backtrack. What are, do they transform into these animals? What are they before? Robots. <laughs> so they look like the robots that we see, we've seen in the other ones, mm-hmm. and then they just mm-hmm. turn into animals. Oh, we I guess, will, I guess can, they do that in a few of the other movies, too. I like mean, we could watch the trailer after this, but like, yeah, I there's Optimus Prime, who turns into a truck, and then there's Optimus yeah. Primal, who's <laughs> an entirely different character in this movie, because yeah. believe me, as a kid, I thought they were the same. Yeah. Um, You're like, he could do everything. <laughs> yeah, right. He could do it all. Truck, gorilla, wow. <laughs> Um, Optimus Primal yeah. turns into a gorilla. So I guess I take it back because there was there are like animal uh like animal what do you just call their species? Robots, I guess. Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the name of their I species. <laughs> I blinked. I blinked, I blinked. Um there are like animal like transformers in the earlier like the Shia LaBeouf movies too. Like the Oh like, yeah, there's like a pterodactyl. Oh yeah, yeah. What is that? He has a name? Yeah. Wow. I paid a lot of attention <laughs> to the early marketing for that movie. I wow. was just so stoked on that first Transformers movie yeah. when they made it. Yeah. I, I watched all the behind the scenes. Wow. Um, I saw it in theaters three times. Let me tell you. I was so excited. This is going to show how old we are. So Transformers was also one of my favorite movies. I would take the DVD and we had a portable DVD player and every time we made long trips, I would just watch Transformers over and over. Nice. Like little portable DVD. Solid, solid. Do you remember those? Yeah. Wow. I, um. Even to cheerleading competitions, I'd be sitting in the lobby with a portable DVD player. So I owned the like special edition DVD. Which came in, the, honestly, looking back, it's an insane way to sell a DVD. But it didn't come in a, like a classic DVD case. Mm-hmm. It came in this like big plastic Optimus Prime figurine that had a disc tray like on its back. Wow. That you could like pop open. Yeah. But there was like legs that you could flip open and then like pop open its feet. And there was arms that you could pull out. And then you just flip up the Optimus Prime head, and it would be a standing 
like Optimus Prime figure, but like with a really boxy uh, torso <laughs> because yeah. it still had to be like a DVD, DVD case. Yeah. That's super cool and also so inconvenient. Like yes. if you want to take that movie somewhere, you're going to take the whole yeah. Optimus Prime. No, and it's like it could easily pop, like the back that held the CD oh, no. could pop open super easily. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I We're going to look that up. I want to see that for my <laughs> own eyes. Cause that's wild. I like, I remember it like it's like singed <laughs> into my mind. I know exactly which yeah. parts pull out and everything. Yeah. Oh, that movie's just so good. Yeah. It's no, it is so great. good. Um, all right. Well, uh, as far as like the actual transformers, in the movie, like the one that we just watched, I guess all that I can say is that it's pretty weird to me that Orson Welles does the voice of Unicron. Who is Orson Welles? So Orson Welles is like a famous actor. I'm going to look him up. Director, writer. I don't know if he, I don't know if he wrote and directed. He might have. He probably did. He's very, he's just like an influential guy of the 20th century. <laughs> he was in Citizen Kane. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he did like radio talk shows or like tele, teleplays. Yeah. Um, He's just like a big deal, mm. as f- and he uh, he does the voice of Unicron, and he passed away. This is apparently his final movie. Wow! And he died five days after he recorded his lines for this movie. Wow! Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I haven't seen any of the stuff he's been in aside from War of the Worlds. Which I don't know if he was in no, or directed. No, that's like the classic War of the Worlds. You're thinking no, of the this Tom is the Tom Cruise, Cruise one. one. He's not in... No, no, no. You're this is literally at, on his page. On uh, his movie's page. Uh, no, you're looking at Google. That, that's not necessarily Did factually not? correct. Maybe he had a role in it. No, I'm Orson Welles, babe, Orson Welles oh, wait, died in 1985. Died. <laughs> <laughs> 1985. I just said, like... He died five days after recording his lines My for the bad. 1986 Transformers movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they used his voice for something, you know? Maybe he was the alien. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I, Michael Jackson, like, comes out with an album after his death, okay. you know? Yeah, I, I could believe... <laughs> oh, like, Tupac, right? Yeah. Yeah. I could believe that... Uh, Orson Welles was in the original War of the Worlds like the mm. 19 like you know Google's probably confused it's like oh War of the Worlds it's probably thinking of the or Tom maybe Cruise one in the movie they were watching the old War of the Worlds oh my gosh alright whatever anyway <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the Tom Cruise one in a really long time yeah um, it's not bad it's not I saw it in theaters when it came out and I was scared yeah same like very scary yeah uh okay finally uh i asked you earlier if you'd seen the godfather and the reason for this being that there are parallels to the godfather in this movie's plot even more so than star wars well i don't even know what i mean okay there are parallels in somebody wrote like a, a parallels analysis about star wars as well about like uh i think Probably Optimus Prime is like Obi Wan Kenobi or something, and uh, Galvat or yeah, Galvatron is Darth Vader, and then uh, I mean you have like the Death Star. There's literally Hot a Rod scene. would be like Luke Skywalker. There's literally a scene where it looks like the scene where when they're defeating the Death Star, where it's like 
the fighter jets or whatever like yeah, going yeah. through that, that alleyway. Does, I mean that had yeah that that obviously had to be yeah. a reference to Star Wars but yeah. um the parallels to Godfather so like just to quickly describe what happens in the first Godfather movie if you don't mind me spoiling a 50 year old movie um but uh like Don Vito Corleone dies he's like the godfather yeah yeah. i wish that were my name no yeah it's great Great (laughs) um the godfather he like basically dies near the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and then his eldest son has to take over and assume the responsibility but then is like proves to not be capable and gets gunned down and then the youngest son michael ends up taking over the business mm. and flourishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, Optimus Prime is the godfather. Mm-hmm. He passes it to Ultra Magnus, who gets his butt whooped. Yeah. And then Hot Rod, the, like, the young one with potential, yeah. rises up to become mm. you know, the godfather. Wow. <laughs> Rodimus Prime. The Rod Father. <laughs> no. I hate it. Oh, gosh. I hate it. Um, and that's all I have on this movie. Wow. Yep. What a wild ride. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Cause honestly, like when I know at first I was like, oh, I'm so into this. Like yeah. the, the, the music and like the fact that it feels like a nonstop music video. I'm loving this. <laughs> and yeah. then I got, I got burnt out probably at like minute 55 yeah i was like oh my god (laughs) honestly it is a bit blurry for me what happens especially when they were in that like on that like junk planet yeah the junk planet i was like like, this is not important yeah um i was a bit sleepy i like you were trying to keep me up you're like lift your head i was like i'm awake yeah (laughs) Um, i was like daniel just transformed and you're like who i was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like who what (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I was only asleep for like two minutes. Yeah. And that's during. No, I don't think you missed anything. Yeah. No. Um, But I mean, overall, looking at it as a whole, I was like, that was really cute and like, cool. I don't, I think like not even the writers, like I think the writers had fun writing some of the characters, but I I think like there were just some characters that they were obligated to include. Like there's a, there's a a small character called wheelie mm-hmm. at one point that mm-hmm. just does not serve the plot and i'm pretty sure one of the writers in the trivia that i read said that like he just described that character as a pain in the butt because he was like what am i supposed to do with this annoying character you gotta put yeah. it in here somewhere yeah because the toy company is probably giving them orders Gosh, <laughs> the toy company yeah they rule the world yep and I'm really sad it didn't start off with in the beginning there was the matrix. The matrix <laughs> the of matrix. leadership. <laughs> oh yeah. Some other facts that I read actually were that the um the matrix of leadership was like not even added in until way later on in the writing process. Like originally yeah. it just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. It was something else entirely. And then they were like, All right, let's just write in this MacGuffin for yeah. like leadership and they just pass it along it is weird and i was like because like in my mind matrix means one thing and so then like yeah. Optimus prime says something about the matrix and i was like what and you were like don't oh, yeah. think about it well because <laughs> yeah when he's dying he's like i will soon be one with the matrix yeah. and, and i was like a computer yeah <laughs> i was it's like, like what? A that, simulation? <laughs> that version of the matrix didn't exist until the movie which came out in 99 
mean, I mean, matrix, matrices, you use them in math. Like, yeah, you use them in it statistics. It has all kinds of meanings. So, yeah. like, I was trying to, like, think deeper about it when really it's just this thing. Matrix is one of those words that can mean whatever you want it to mean. I hear matrix and I want to run away. Anytime I'm in a staff class, he's like, matrix. Oh, I'm like, yeah, bye. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, no. Those are confusing. I don't even like the Matrix movies. Okay. Well, <laughs> now you're taking it a step too far. The first Sorry. one's great. I can't get into it. Whatever. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap things up. Yes. All right. Oh, wait. Real quick, actually, just to set, make a comment on my experience having watched this movie prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I watched Transformers Beast Wars as a kid. That was my introduction to... Uh, Transformers and it was like 3D animated and I thought that was the coolest thing because you know video games were the only other thing that were 3D animated at the time and like Toy Story which was probably like my favorite movie Um, and then my mom for one of my birthdays I think I was in like kindergarten or first grade got me the Transformers the movie on DVD Mm -hmm. and we watched it and I did not like it Wow. Because I thought the animation was old and wow. Optimus Prime died. <laughs> and I was like, this... Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. No, like I actually, like as a kid, I thought it was boring. Yeah. But then as an adult growing up, I kind of was like, oh yeah, I remember that Transformers movie. Like they killed Optimus Prime. Like that's kind of nuts. Yeah. And then when I would like look it up, it was like well rated. Like it has like yeah. a 7.2 on IMDb. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, people do reflect positively on this movie. So, like, yeah, I was like, okay, we got to rewatch it. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad that we, it wasn't too tough on you to, to watch this. No, sorry, my eyes like, twitching. It's driving me nuts. You're good. Um, no, yeah, I am pleasantly surprised by it. Same. I did not think I would like it. And I, like, we were talking about our next assignments coming up. And I was like, don't, like pause on the children's like animation movies yeah, because yeah, yeah. like after freaking bionicle and like yeah and then after the kangaroo thing the kangaroos, i was like i yeah, need a warriors break of virtue. <laughs> yeah no there's, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of childhood yeah. stuff yeah and i feel like i think we had that conversation before we started transformers yeah and then we watched transformers and i was like oh i actually really enjoyed that i'm glad I mean, I still want that break, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah, to like this is like the one, the last one I've seen. Yeah, I mean, this I assigned to you because the new movie was coming out. Yeah, but now, like, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll have been like a week and a half since that movie. Yeah, got released, so we didn't maybe quite capitalize on those <laughs> on that viewership, uh, but whatever. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good pick. Thanks. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad it ended up being good. Yeah. All right. Um, assignments. You go first. You want me to assign first? Okay. So I told you that because you said in our bonus episode two mm-hmm. that you wanted me to assign you more martial arts movies, I made a whole list of martial arts movies. Because I'm like, I view all my assignments in different categories. Like, I put like childhood movies in its own category. And for some reason, I've given you like three of the last six are all like childhood movies yeah. so i'm like all right i need to i need to diversify diversify and get these martial arts movies back in here because i've only actually given you two martial arts movies yeah like movies that you would straight up just call a martial arts movie i've given you action movies that yeah. have martial arts in them doesn't quite count yeah um so just like i made a list of 
like 11 martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be giving you, I'm sprinkling some more of these in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, they're also action movies. So, you know, they do have to be mindful of that as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I'm starting super simple. You might be kind of surprised that I'm doing this, but I think it's the right way to start. Uh, on more martial arts movies Mm -hmm. which is to give you a movie that I literally just watched last week uh, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme called Bloodsport which like I enjoy so much that I would easily watch it again with you you know this week Mm -hmm. Um, it's only like 80-90 minutes this is the one that I like you what? walked in, yeah. You walked in on me watching it, and you thought I was watching softcore porn. No, you said you were. Oh, that's I, right, that's I right. No, it was a joke. Yeah, it was like, a joke. It was like yeah, butt yeah. naked, and I was we like, talk Are about you it. Really? That's right. That's right. We could talk about it next week because the the way that it is filmed in certain scenes, yeah, it was like it just kind of had this like aesthetic to it. And you walked in, and I was like, Oh, that would be really funny if I joked that I was yeah. watching softcore porn. But then it cut to Jean Claude Van Damme because he. He like always has to show his butt in every movie yeah. that he's in, and it happened to like cut to the one shot where he's like pulling up his underpants. And I was like, "Are you really yeah. in the family movie?" I was like, "Oh snap!" Okay, no, no, no. I'm watching martial like, arts. Like, I mean, do you? I'll yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah. We can talk more about it next week. That was really funny. Um, okay. But yes, Bloodsport, Jean Claude Van Damme. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. And I'm and I'm I'm trying to. Um, of all the movies, of all these martial arts movies, I'm kind of picking out like, oh, okay, like this guy is the main character of the, you know, Van Damme is the main dude here, or like Donnie Yen was the main dude in Nip Man, and Jackie mm-hmm. Chan was the main dude mm-hmm. in uh, Rumble in the Bronx. So I'm trying to be like, yeah. okay, like let's get, you know, at least two movies of all of yeah. these different stars so that you can, over time, get an appreciation. Okay. For the pantheon yeah. of martial arts stars, I am pretty. In their works. Yeah, I am pretty shocked that you're giving me this one. I was kind of hoping for a Bruce Lee movie. So I haven't actually watched a lot of Bruce Lee movies. I've actually only seen what? Enter the Dragon, and I think that's it. I mean, I haven't seen. And that. I don't even. I'm. I don't. I'm like, give me Bruce Lee. I want Bruce Lee. I'm not gonna lie to you. Enter the Dragon is not my favorite movie. Uh, have you seen a movie with Michelle Yeoh? I want a Michelle Yeoh martial arts movie. I actually too. haven't seen a lot of those either. I'm assigning you to watch those so okay, you can, can assign me. <laughs> we can just watch those on our own time. Right, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is, she is in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. I, that has been on my like want to watch list for like so long. Yeah. I wrote that one down. Um, okay. I'm not planning to assign it for probably another year, but uh, I'm just gonna watch it. I have a prerequisite movie to assign you before assigning that. If I just watch it, will that. you be mad? Uh, no, but I think it could be an interesting conversation. But I obviously like you don't you watch whatever you want. Um, it's like I I feel like we just gotta always be mindful of watching movies outside of the podcast. Like we watched. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, um, last night and this morning, because it's a four-hour extended edition movie. And, like, prior to watching it last night, that was on my list of things to assign yeah. you, because you know, as a sequel, as a follow-up. I'm like, hey, it's been a year since we watched Fellowship of the Ring. Now let's do Two Towers. And then last night I was like, you know what? No, I don't care. And Like, what are we going to talk about? Lord of the Rings again? No, we've already had that episode. We'll mm-hmm. just we'll just watch it, and we can talk about Lord of the Rings on the side. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, no, I don't know. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, I don't know. I want to read the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I won't watch it but, then. You know, it's up to you. Like, obviously, like, I'm, you know, that will just disqualify it from the podcast. But, yeah. like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to hold it against you. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I also feel like sometimes... I kind of want to watch movies together that's like not on the podcast too because I think when I'm sitting down and I'm watching it for the podcast I'm thinking about things differently than if Mm. I were just sitting and watching it you know I mean yeah what I've been doing for the last few is just like putting my phone down like not taking notes anymore and just watching the movie I think no I really I agree with that because I also have not been taking notes when we watch it or I'll start taking notes and I stop after like 10 minutes. Um, because yeah, I like that now that we're doing these like synopsis before, yeah. it's like, Oh, I can just go back and look at the summary of the movie or I can go back and like get the yeah. key points and I don't feel the pressure to have to know everything that happened in the movie yeah. because I think before we were trying to make sure we touched on every single detail of the movie, right. which honestly comes off a little like more, not less engaging, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> because then we're just like talking about every detail like, and you can just happened, go watch then it. Then that happened. Yeah, and yeah. you can just go watch it. And so it is really nice now to just sit and enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll like, I'll write out my summary from memory. And if there's yeah. anything that I can't exactly remember, like a name or something, I'll go and look it up. Yeah. But like rem- writing it, writing the summary from memory. I think is almost like my way of processing in words, like my perception of the movie when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. um, (laughs) So Bloodsport, what are you assigning? Yes. So because I knew you were going to sign me a martial arts slash action movie. Okay. Sorry. I had to burp. Um, I decided that I wanted to give you just something really silly. Um, I've been waiting to assign you this anyway. I think summertime's a great time to assign it. All right. I feel like I got a reminder about it. What do we got? What is it going to be? I'm going to give you Wild Hogs. Oh, (laughs) yeah, okay. No, no, no. I knew this was coming. I'm very interested because a part of me just feels like it is not going to age well. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's not even that old of a movie, but like, I don't know. No, it's almost a 20 year old movie, right? Yeah. It's like. It's like what 2005, 2006. Like Tim Allen, <laughs> Tim Allen, Mark Lawrence, Lawrence, John Travolta, John Travolta and William uh, H Macy. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm coupled with a Van Damme movie. Yeah, I'm very fun. excited to to see it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Maybe my mom will watch it with us because she loved Wild Hogs when it came oh, out. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Are Wild Hogs, like this, exists in my memory, like the ads that I would see for it with like. Ice Age 2 and the Meltdown, you know? Like, that's... Yeah, I feel like when the this movie came out, I, like, I, I don't know, I, like, was not... In, I was, like, all these old... Because I was young. I was, yeah. like, all these old men, I don't care. I mean, I do love me some Martin Lawrence. Sure. Um, but, like, I didn't care about John Travolta. I didn't care about, like, Tim Allen. But then I, like, one day was just sitting with my mom, and she was, like, let's watch Wild Hogs. And we watched it, and I was, like, this is actually kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we will talk about it next week. Uh... We will be doing Bloodsport and Wild Hogs. I, that matchup seems to make sense in my head. I could see it written down. It's very masculine. Fun. I always, I always love masculine. <laughs> You're like, yes. Hey, we have. Bring me the testosterone. Yeah, I mean, we have masculine episodes, and sometimes we have, uh, I don't know, 
life size. <laughs> so, you know, it can go either or. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, hopefully it didn't go too long. Bye. Bye.